live right now on social media. Hi everyone, it's Caroline from the Puppet Podcast. I'm so happy because we are at episode 86. That's a number, quite a number, eh? So uh, by the end of 2020, we will have done like, yeah, 86 interview. That's so cool. So everyone who are joining, just feel free to write in the comment from where you're watching. If you have any question during the, the show, feel free to ask. But before we go into the interview with the wonderful, let me bring the, the screenshot. Tom, Tim, before we go in the interview with Tim, let's just talk about this Patreon page that we have. Do you know the address? I will just drop in the screen. Boom, the address, patreon-puppetpodcast. And this website has workshop. You know those workshops that we can do online as we are in the pandemic. We need to reinvent ourselves. We find a way to connect all puppeteers all together and just put some value towards our art form. So we have next, like in, in two weeks, it's on the Sunday. It will be January 10. And it's the wonderful Edwin Salas, who I've done an interview a few months ago. And he will uh, give us a workshop about OBS. I don't know if you know what is OBS, but it's a really good tool if you want to do live streaming or if you want to, to record stuff online, so we will have, uh, yeah, this is part of the deal. So on this Sunday afternoon, we will talk about change scene, chroma, filter, Zoom, and OBS, how to connect all of those stuff together. And Edwin is quite of really, uh, like really tuned into that because he's doing it since the beginning of the pandemic. So he really jumped into the technical aspect so I really want a lot of people to join us for this wonderful workshop. So this was the publicity of the Patreon. So now let's go to the interview. So I'm so glad because I'm, I'm doing a Canadian series in this podcast and I interview a lot of talented puppeteers. So everyone, please welcome into the screen, Mr. God, Tim Gosley. Howdy. I'm really good. And Thank I you. didn't acknowledge the fact that I have myself like in the background smiling with a puppet and a mic, but you have a wonderful background also with Yeah, yeah, a lot of goofy guys. That's so cool. So let's bring it closer so we can go into the interview. Team, so happy to meet you on this live podcast. And, and it's lovely to meet you. I've been seeing the podcasts sort of all over the place. It's, it's pretty extraordinary what you're doing. Thank you from the puppet community. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share our passion for puppetry. And I feel really glad that I can met talented like warrior of puppetry like <laughs> you. I, I Old puppeteers. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it all the way to bring so much to the screen and to the live theater. I want yourself, Tim, to, to present maybe your work, how you fall into puppetry for the community who are watching. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so my name is Tim Gosley, and I, I live in Victoria, British Columbia. Um, 
Boy, I've been doing puppets since 1980. Um, I started to get interested in them since 1975. So I'm almost as old as my 86 uh, podcast here. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, I, well, I kind of see myself as both a live and a TV puppeteer, uh, primarily live in, in this time. Um, I'm primarily an entertainer, but at the same time, I like to bring content to stuff. I think I'm a bit of a personality kind of a performer as opposed to a actor's actor. So I try to bring myself into my shows and then I try to take the shows further than the audience is expecting, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be in Victoria, but I started in Edmonton. That's where I had my first puppet gig. I moved to Toronto and did a bunch of TV stuff uh, in Toronto uh, in the early 80s. Then I, I had a weak moment and went and lived in Quebec for 20 years. And je ne parle pas le français très bien, pas de tout, mais c'est intéressant. <laughs> so... Uh, after a while, I raised a family and um, came back to my hometown in Victoria here. And it's it's a beautiful place to be. Probably professionally, I should be in Vancouver, but I'm happy to be where I am. Also, I do have a theater in my house. That was part of the reason to move back. So this weird stuff you see around me is in our 50-seat theater. Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't know that you... You're, you have your own theater over there. That's I, everyone should. Yeah, that's freedom. Yeah. That's so cool. And I want to let you know, Tim, that we have Matt who are watching. I think you, you know Matt. Yes. No, Matt. Boy, it's been a long time. Actually, my Facebook, the little image on my Facebook profile was drawn by Matt Fickner. Small world, eh? He's a hideously talented. He used to be a young man, but I guess he's sort of aging out too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we we were chatting also on, online. So let's let, nice to have you, Matt, with us this uh, this evening. So, um, are you ready, Tim, for the deep question of the Puppet Podcast? I will try. <laughs> That's that's great. So I want to know the why. That's always the first question. Like, what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? Okay, well, first, I have a bit of a problem with the word cherish, because yeah. for me, it's kind of my job. And I, I get a little worried, because some people get very precious about their puppets and stuff, and that always kind of freaks me out, because they're ultimately inanimate objects and unless they're really fragile you know if it's made out of fabric i'll toss it across the room but when it's on when i'm performing it it's a whole different respect that i have for it but it's they they are tools so i um i i i don't know i just seem to have an intrinsic um need to hide <laughs> and still perform i think is yeah that's a good answer that's that's kind of like and, and it's funny that you mentioned that that cherish could be 
like you have many sense how you can take this word with the passion that we have for the art form. Yeah, and I'm not, I, I think there is a lovely passion for, I, I would say I'm passionate towards the field. I yeah, guess. I love it. I love it. And it's, it's, it's pretty clear. We need to find the right word to define what we do because it's, it's an art so precise. Well, I think it's also that um, it's the Franco-English thing. I think you have a far more romantic way of using words and cherish sort of freaks, blokes, anglaise out. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting yeah. you bring that out. That's because the French culture is a lot of like violin and la 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 la. All over the place. And sometimes it's lovely, but I think sometimes uh, uh, we, we get a bit freaked out by it. So <laughs> yeah, we need practical stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you practical. <laughs> Just to say, my wife was really disappointed when we moved to Victoria because it was so English and people weren't hugging and kissing each other like we used to in North Hatley. It was like it took her two years to get used to how cold us English die hearts ours <laughs> that's that's true we we never name those kind of aspects but it's it's true we can observe that you, you have like a different like you are on the opposite side of the country and yeah, we, can... we have distinct societies <laughs> and that's what you're studying also you were talking before the interview society and culture and yeah that's interesting so i as more practically like when you're crushed, like when you fall in, in love for puppetry, when that happens. I didn't fall in love with <laughs> I was at acting school around 1975 and uh, I was kind of freaking out as a, as an actor. I, 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 I could be really good with bad directors and really bad with good directors and I sort of saw something was kind of not working well and one day in the weekend paper there was a, a photograph of um i don't know if you're too young to know of felix mert who who lived in quebec and he was doing a show at the national art center in ottawa called le Songe or the dream play and there was just this incredibly beautiful picture of three guys in tuxedos operating this uh, sort of sculptural puppet, which actually nowadays looks like an alien, but it didn't at the time. <laughs> and I kind of went, wow, that looks really abstract, weird, and incredibly beautifully poetic. So that's one of the first images that I kind of went, I could stop being an actor and go and do that. Oh, so interesting. That's true. And it's bring me the next question about the feel of study of a puppeteer. And so in your opinion, what would be the best feel of study? I mean, about? part of what makes puppetry distinct from other forms is that the people that are doing it are often from many different backgrounds. So I'm from a performance background. I also worked a lot at, behind the stage. My father had a kind of a vaudeville-like show here in Victoria. So I built the scenery with my brother for hundreds of years. So I kind of like to make things. But I also wanted to get on the stage and use my big voice and all that sort of stuff. So I would say I'm kind of a performer who makes 
kind of crappy puppets, but when I wiggle them, they kind of work. Then there's people that make fabulous puppets, but they aren't fabulous performers, but that can add its own texture that makes the show more interesting because they're not performers and the story comes out differently. So you get storytellers, you get visual artists, you get dancers, you get, well, mime artists, they don't say a lot, but uh, you just, uh, so, so I actually, and it attracts, puppetry attracts all these different people. Mm -hmm. So it, for me, it's like modern dance wh where it just incorporates all the different fields. And so far, so, so there becomes a lot more textures and looks and um, different explorations. Yeah, that's such a wonderful answer. That's true that it's, it's from many aspects that we can get this art form going and the story will feel differently depending on the expertise of the performer, for sure. Let's go for the next one. I want to know your definition, like how in your own word you define what is a puppet? Okay, well, it's, I think it's kind of the set definition where a, a puppet is the object that a puppeteer imbues the illusion of life into. So I, I think that's kind of almost the union definition, the udia. <laughs> so basically, I as a puppeteer make something alive. So that could be a puppet, like a Muppet puppet or a hand puppet or whatever, but it can also be a salt shaker or a pair of scissors. Mm, true. That's true. That's a... Everything is a puppet. I guess that's the answer. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, it's a lot of freedom, puppetry. It's a lot yeah. of stuff and level. And uh, you have work also with, like, famous puppets. Like, have you, you have performed those Sesame Street Canadian version puppets? Hundreds of years ago, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I have been there, done that. <laughs> and now I'm sitting in Victoria in my own little theater. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to maybe have an anecdote about that moment when you arrive on the the set maybe it's maybe because i'm a bit romantic as you say with the the sesame it's street. okay it's okay you <laughs> can be whatever yeah. but um i when you arrive on that set like what what was the feeling of like getting this show on well i think the first step was um I got a gig on Fraggle Rock, which uh, was Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock, which they filmed in Toronto. And that was my first television gig. So I actually had absolutely no idea what I was getting into. And I was pretty young and crazy, as were the other puppeteers. And so we go in and we're seeing all these incredibly gifted TV style puppeteers. I mean, they were they were so good that we thought before they hit town that we were the cat's ass in in Canada. Um, and then we looked at their their skill and went, "Ooh, <laughs> there's some work to be done." And and so we did our work. And over the four years of Fraggle Rock, they decided that it was okay to have Sesame Street puppets in Canada. So it was really through Fraggle Rock that they held the auditions and I got this 
great dude who is a polar bear. He looks a bit like a white ape, but um, Basil the bear. So, so by that time, I was kind of used to the process. So actually, Fraggle Rock set was way more impressive than Canadian Sesame Street <laughs> set. Like Fraggle Rock set even occasionally had Jim Henson on it. So you were like kind of, <gasps> you know, when, when you, I, Frank Oz, who w didn't perform on that show, he came and sat in the studio and I thought I was a pretty cool dude. And, <laughs> you know, these things don't affect me. And we all got in a line so we could shake Frank's hand. And by the time I was close to him, I was kind of like speechless and shaking. <laughs> Holy crap, it's Frank Oz, man. So it was it was really neat. I mean, it, and they were very welcoming. So um yeah, anyways, does that answer semi? Yeah, that, that's what I want. Those kind of anecdotes are so precious for, for the work and the, the value that we we have towards those legends of puppetry. Yeah. I mean, I do feel very sort of blessed that I was in this studio with Jim Henson and the core uh, puppeteers from the, uh, the Muppet Show. I mean, I, I don't think I even appreciated it fully at the time, but man, what a what a group! <laughs> Holy thingy, as we say. Yes. Yeah. I want also to ask you in your observation, do you feel the art form is right now in an ascension or it's getting less popular? What is your vision towards this? I don't really know. I mean, I'm on the West Coast here and I am a representative for Unima Canada West, which is a puppet organization. Uh, Unima Canada is for Across Canada, just to do a little commercial. Um, and then we're broken into different sections. And it was really myself with uh, Peter Balquin from the old trout puppets that are trying to uh, get a cohesive sense of what the Western Canada puppeteers are. And we've got tons of puppets going on here. Like five to 10 years ago, I don't think this organization would have been, well, it wasn't in existence and I don't think it needed to be in existence, but at least out here, we've got about 50 members, um, which is a fair number, but that's only the people that have joined. So I would say out here in the West, it's definitely big time ascension. And, um, and now it's really to hone it and get people interconnected. Yeah. If I may give a commercial for Quebec, who is our puppet masters <laughs> of Canada, I and because I lived there for 20 years, one of the things I try to do is go, you know, everybody needs to go to Le Castellier's festival to see what a puppet community is. Because we have puppet communities across Canada and some of them are kind of strong and they're okay and all that stuff. But man, Quebec is rocking and, uh, and it's a great lesson for all of us actually. So. Yeah. yeah. That's true that's true. That's true. That's true. this community is, is really united. It's really, uh, and I'm really privileged to feel it from the inside. 
Yeah, and I think also this gets back to my cherished <laughs> comment. <laughs> and, and, and it's like everybody's still sort of looking for their, uh, their place in the community and stuff. But for, I, I think, I, this could be romantic, but I, I think Quebec... Uh, people do work together better and see the need for the community where in a lot of English Canada, we're out for ourselves and we kind of just stay in our own little bubbles to use a current word. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I being aging <laughs> and I, I hate organizations and I'm kind of leading or, or trying to get one going out west it, it's i do in my daughtering years see the need or the advantage to working together and to sharing which again is what you're doing by having the podcast and these workshops so yeah. that's great that, that's that's a, a good name like a good way of explaining it you, you just said and it, it i want to know your purpose also like I know it's kind of pretty tough to answer, like at this stage maybe of your career, but you can talk maybe in terms of legacy or what, what is your vision for the future with your art? And with, with mine personally? You see, yeah, um, and yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've got a few years left in me, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I've kind of, I just did a project which I think amalgamated my two major sides. So there's the one side that made me a good TV entertainer, puppeteer with good technique. And then the other side is I'm kind of arcane and I come out of the, the 60s and I'm very interested in what's happening inside of us. So I kind of really enjoy doing explorations that are entertaining, but sort of explore what's going on inside of us without being preachy or anything like that. So um, I, I, that is basically what I'm doing now and enjoying it and people aren't running away from what I'm doing. So that's helpful. <laughs> But that's really interesting because that's true. I always say that puppetry makes different connections than other art forms, like an actor. Or, I feel it's really interesting. Well, I always felt that these two worlds were kind of split. And then I realized, well, what are my tools? Like, what are my tools of expression? And, and whether I like it or not, I'm a puppeteer. I can kind of write. I can kind of make stuff. I can, But I am a puppeteer. And this other area is actually, it can be kind of fun and it's interesting to me anyway. So can I make it interesting to other people? And um, uh, so, so they kind of blend together. So instead of becoming a professor or whatever, I just am a puppeteer with a big mouth. <laughs> That's perfect. And and where do you see this maybe wonderful strange project in ten years? Well, 
preferably you see them live in small shows. <laughs> I did do a live stream recently, and I'm not sure if I want to put that out there because I, I wasn't sure of the caliber of the work. I, I, I do... Yeah, I'm still actually corralling how to do a live stream and so many people are doing them. I'm kind of wondering if the world needs this number of live streams or whether we can just find ways to do um, puppet shows that maybe small audiences can get to or just wait it out a bit. We, we have an interesting gal called Ingrid Hansen who's doing a show in Victoria in January and uh, it's a drive-in show, so we will be in our cars, and it's projected but live uh, with some pretty artsy video work. I'm pretty excited about that. So, so there's ways to do it, these live shows. That's great. And I, I can't wait to see that. I saw some of this, this announce online, and I, I want to... Be, uh, like I think you can see an online, uh, I don't know if it's the exact same show, but segments of it. Um, she does really interesting work and she also works for Sesame Street and like she's an, you should talk to her if you haven't talked to her. Yeah, I need more guests, more Okay, guests. more guests. Well, she's lively and bouncy, so she... <laughs> yes. That's good, good too. And not old. <laughs> we, no, no judgment. No judgment. Everything is fine. Ageism. It's all ageism there. You're timing me out. We, we have people from Mexico who are watching. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Amaranta, boy. That's I great. really want the pandemic to end so I can go see you. No. <laughs> And we have also from Philippines who are watching. Wonderful. Holy smokes, I don't know these people. Yeah. I do know a very lovely. Wow. Yeah, he's really famous over there. It's so hi, people who are watching yeah, nice. from all over the place. If you can send me contacts. <laughs> I will, I will. We, okay. we have plenty of new contact, right? Um, I want, uh, for the conclusion, I always ask the puppeteers to bring maybe a friend in front of the camera. Okay. Let's see. I can show you. I'm going to show you something before I bring my friend. Yeah. And, and just Amaranta, answer you. Like, she's waiting for you to go. Me too, Amaranta. <laughs> so this is a reproduction of a Felix Merritt puppet. Um, so he, yeah, uh, he would, we became really good friends and he was a mentor for me after saying, I know how to use a screen really well. I'm not doing a very good job. I don't know if I can get it on. It's got a great, it's really very simple, but it's like a hand puppet and a Marat at the same time. So I'm kind of a witchy kind of gal and I can pose, I can do stuff, and then I can get kind of witchy and bitchy and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's one of my, well, that's my favorite Felix puppet, but he did really beautiful puppets. And then more in my style, well, my skills. Um, oh, just a sec. 
going down. <laughs> That's perfect. It's easier this way. <clears throat> Hi, Caroline. Hi. Maybe you can come like oh. closer like this. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for my camera. I told you I knew how to use cameras and I fucking... Oh, I can't say that online. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You, you, we don't judge. We... We are, uh, are you romantic? A bit from my French you, culture. You cherish me. I cherish puppet. I I cherish. <laughs> no, and I cherish you too. Let's get schmaltzy and stupid. Not stupid. Not. Mm -mm. Not. Just cherish. Do you like the dumb snowman back there? Yeah. Anything you'd like? I can pick my nose. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> salty. Yeah. So you are famous, I think. Uh, and the the name of the the character, I I didn't. I I'm not actually famous. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but but thank you so much for saying that. Um, You're now I'd like to think I'm famous. <laughs> so would he, but it's just, you know, we got to deal with what's given to us, the reality. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, I'm not famous, but my name is, you asked my name. <sighs> my name is the little yellow guy. That's perfect. That's and it. if I don't get in the, I, I turn white. If I get into a special lighting, now I'm the little white guy, and that starts to sound racist, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> oh, we don't want to be racist quotes right now. No, we don't. No racist. No. <laughs> I love all races, actually. That's the kind of positive racism I like. Everybody should love everybody. Yeah, that's true. We have Viviana who sent plenty of, of smiley face. And oh, they're smiling faces as if I thought I saw somebody crying. No, no, it's smiling on the side. Like oh, laughing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, I thought I blew it. I sometimes get carried away, you know. Yeah, but we, we have Michael who is happy to meet you. Like hey, Michael. You're yeah. an elephant. Yeah, it's an elephant. I'm not sure what I am. I'm a little yellow guy. Yeah. Somebody called me a weasel once. I didn't like that too much. No, no, you are the yellow guy. I'm, I'm a nice dude. <laughs> nice dude. I like this, obviously. I could also look scary. Want to make me? Want to see me look scary? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now you'll have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> no, man. Oh. Man, are you still out there? <laughs> yeah, people are watching. We have more people. When the puppet comes out, more okay. people are watching. Time! Ageism! Ageism! <laughs> See, I can act like an idiot even at his old age. 86, isn't it? No, that's not quite right. 
Oh, oh there's a fire behind me! Ah! <laughs> kidding, kidding. Actually, artificial, like me. I am just a piece of Antron fleece, what? and my arms <laughs> aren't really rigged very well. But we won't go there on this podcast. No, no, you, it's the magic that is in your magic. Eyes. Yes. Pepper <laughs> That's magic. Yeah. And Matt just said that he, he missed your tree outfit. Okay, Matt, it still actually exists. If you're maybe I could do another show with my tree on my head. Yeah. I do a show just to explain. He does a show of the ugly duckling, and for the ugly duckling, he disguises himself by putting a foam rubber tree on his head. I mean, his face through the tree. Does anybody need to know this in the world or universe? I don't think so. But maybe a little guy, a little yellow guy, you can do a, a preach about like Unima to be how it's important to be part of. Uh, a puppet association. If you have nothing to do in your life, you should join Unima Canada. Or if you're somewhere else in the world, which it seems like you are, pretty well every country has a Unima. Unima, it's the oldest union in the theatrical world in history, 90 years old. Anyways, what it does is it helps unite puppets and puppeteers and uh, you can interconnect and we try to do all kinds of things. And this, I was going to say dork, but I won't say dork. This guy, he uh, is uh, helping get one going in the west of Canada. Quebec has a huge unit of Canada along with the AQM. Ontario has a big one. It's not as big as I would have thought, considering their population. I won't go on there. And then Atlantic Canada has a lovely Unima, focused through Mermaid Puppet Theater, which is a great puppet theater. Yes. Have you interviewed them? Yeah, I interviewed Jim last, last week. Okay. Yeah. Say hi to him. Well, you can't say hi to him. That was last week. Go back in time, Caroline. Back in time. Say hi, Jim, from the little yellow guy who he doesn't know. Oh, my goodness. How can you tell this guy went through the 60s? That's perfect. <clears throat> Seriously. Yeah. And we have question from the, the public. Oh, my gosh. Like we have uh, Glenn who asked what was his last tv gig so i'm not sure if she like they ask for for you or for the yellow guy but <laughs> well i never had a tv gig i was doing a little christmas thing for a meditation group but that got canceled at the last minute he's been auditioning for shows and he's too old nobody wants him <laughs> so Actually, the last gig I can't really talk about because it was against my union. <laughs> I get in trouble. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was 
it was a thing called Wumpa's World, or no, it it was Wilbur, Wilbur's World. <laughs> All the worlds kind of meld together, sort of around 2006, I don't know. It all kind of gets weird. But I would love to do another show with Caroline, of course. We could get romantic. Sherry, she is a weird. I, sorry? You, you, you seem always having fun with puppetry. It's, it's so like it's penetrate the screen, the camera. It's kind of like you have so much fun. I can be serious. <laughs> so I yeah, do. maybe we have one last question from, oh no, uh, yeah, yeah. One <laughs> disappeared, the question disappeared. <laughs> you know, kind of like. To ask maybe if, if you can answer more about the community you mentioned in Quebec. You were talking maybe about the AQM. Oh, the AQ. Yeah. Okay. Well, Caroline could do better at that, but um, I don't know if you were here earlier, but uh, Quebec has the strongest puppet community I have ever seen in Canada. And I haven't been elsewhere long enough to really check it out. But um, I was um, just saying that you guys have a great community. And so there is a Uni Unima Canada is centered out of Montreal and it's connected to the Association de Quebec Marionettes. Oui. Oui. Prosh. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and um, it should be pretty easy to track down if yeah. you're not a member. I can't believe anybody in Quebec isn't a member because there's so many dudes there. We're trying to we're trying to get more members out west than in Quebec. Then there's gonna be a revolution. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I, I will I will help you with that. Okay. People all yeah. They'll be rocking in British Columbia as opposed to our, the rock in Quebec. <laughs> oh my god. I love the, the way you move. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think. He likes watching me do that. So he also does like this. But that doesn't need yeah. as well. Okay, so so a little yellow guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I need your puppeteer back to, to do the conclusion and say thank you to him. No. <laughs> no? And I thought you were such a nice woman. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, going up. Thank you so much. Well, that was fun. It's nice to, it's more, it's more fun to play with a puppet, but it's nice to talk to you too. Yeah, that, that was a wonderful time and I'm, I'm happy uh, to meet you and I want people who are watching maybe to know more about what you are like doing maybe you have some time something to promote or if people want to see more of you where they should well actually i i have worked on this project called le bloc de north hatley which is supposed to be about an aging puppeteer that returns to quebec to perform for the first time en français parce que he never learned it while he was there 
So I am actually working. I've worked with um, uh, was it the Paris Spass a little bit on. Uh, they've been helping me try to get my poop together for the storyline and things like that. So I, I do hope uh, in the next year to get that further along. And uh, ideally, I would come back to Quebec and because I can, it will be in French. So the only people I can perform for. <laughs> well, talk about creating a show that really can't go anywhere other than <laughs> But if it works, it could be really entertaining, and hopefully, it isn't insulting. That's—I <laughs> don't think it will be. But, uh, but I hope to work with French Canadian uh, actors and puppeteers. And that's so cool. Yeah. And yes, for sure, we can't wait to to put everything together to have everyone going back into yeah. those traveling shows. So that's the that's kind of the next one that I have a direction like a it's I would say it's about a third to half complete um, wow. good and and online uh, where people could maybe contact if they have more questions or they um well you can actually google my name because I'm in Muppet wikis and stuff which I don't have a website <laughs> <laughs> but you can definitely get contact me through Facebook or and I can give you my uh, email address which is basically Tim Gosley at telus.net um, so yeah it's anyways I do thank you very much and I, I again I really think it's great what you're doing and um, it's good to use this medium to get our art form out there yes that's the purpose. Thank you to you for your time. And I, I laugh, you know, I laugh so much. Laughing is good, but I can be serious. I can really be serious. I know. So I will remove you, Tim, from the screen. So oh, my goodness. Stay in the screen. No. Shut a little laughter. Okay, so one, two, three. Bye-bye. Whoa. Boom. Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching. Yeah, we have Michael who say, I'm a Muppet fan. That's so cool. Yes, everyone, stay tuned. We have other podcasts. We have another one tomorrow. Woohoo! And we, I want to just say again, this wonderful workshop who's coming with the Patreon group. So have a look on that. We have OBS workshop. So it will be really interesting with the wonderful Edwin Salas. So if you want to learn about how to stream in this time, I think this is the place. So yeah, join us on January 10 at 2 in the afternoon. So, and that's the end. So everyone have a nice evening. Stay safe wherever you are. I think we have people who are morning right now <laughs> or get up you know, from the bed but yes feel free to write to us if you have ideas of for the podcast and this is the <laughs> funny creative logo i'm trying to put together maybe a logo or illustrations but uh, this is a small lots of puppet and mic and put puppetry to the world. So everyone, have a wonderful evening and see you tomorrow for another episode of the Puppet Podcast and Jingle.